John. And I'm Keith. And this is Rubber Doodle. Your somewhat reliable source of information for most things, John. Most things, Keith, indeed. Including? Not, including the handy dandy pocket notebook. Pocket notebook. Now, Keith, when people first hear that, they're like, pocket notebook? I want to listen well, to the whole podcast. Well, you just wait. Exactly. I'm notebook. telling you, you better listen to it because, hey, we may talk about folks like Mark Twain, Beethoven, former presidents, businessmen, anybody who's anybody. Yeah, plus we're going to tell you why you need to be carrying around a pocket notebook, the benefits of it versus digital, right? Exactly. Absolutely. All right. So let's get right into it. Let's dive in, Keith. So just going to give you a little brief story to start with, okay? In 1803, this this cat named Thomas Jefferson. Thomas J. He wanted to explore the Western American mainland, okay? This was a big deal during that time. Right. Dangerous, treacherous trip. But very important. Serious. It's undiscovered land. We need to see what was out there, right? Right. Another thing happened that year that made it like even easier to do. That's the Louisiana Purchase. Right. So we got a whole lot of land. He got, that's where he got Louisiana deal. for like a dollar two ninety eight plus tax. Exactly. It was a great deal for America, right? Right. Um, but that made it easier to um, go and explore the West. And it so, did. On this important treacherous trip, John. Who do you think he would have enlisted to uh, take this trip? Well, I think he would have enlisted a couple of cats named Lewis and Clark, Keith. That's right. Decorated Army Captain Med- Merriweather Lewis. Merriweather. Yeah, I was, Mary trying, to think. <laughs> I was trying to think of it. Merriweather. Former Army Lieutenant William Clark. We're having so, some Merriweather today. It is. Keith, from cold to now outside. 60 degrees yeah. outside today. It's gorgeous outside. All right. Sorry to interrupt. Can and you if you hear any uh, hoodlums outside, it's because our kids are out there playing in this gorgeous weather. Yes, they are. Um, but these men had successful military careers, and Lewis in particular was very comfortable in the woods. So, I mean, he was just a natural um, choice for this. All right. But this trip, John, was not only one of the most important expeditions in America, it was also one of the most well documented. Yeah, how many? I forget how many notebooks they had, but he, yeah. he had the pocket diary. So, it is notes, actually drawings. Yeah, it's actually the earliest known pocket diary. Right. There, now, yeah, there been, had been there actual were, notebooks yes, prior Yes, there have that. been diaries. I mean, even like wood tablet type diaries right. like way before. But pocket diary. This was the earliest known pocket diary. Pocket diary. That's a big one. Keith, do you know this, by the way? A little blurb I found interesting. Or olding exist, oldest existing. Oldest. Maybe. We'll, we'll just go with We're yeah. somewhat reliable, Keith. <laughs> there you go. Well, now, what's paper, the blurb, man? I was just going to say, paper, I think, was created initially by the... Um, like what we think of as paper yeah. by the Chinese in about 100 B.C. Right. So paper had been around in some form. Yes. Notebooks had been around. You had mm-hmm. your Leonardo da Vinci's. Yeah, and you know, I was going to do People a like little, that notebooking it up. Yeah. Beethoven. And I was going to do like a little more history about this, John, but the thing is, is there wasn't a whole lot of history about it. No, you it's had pretty the new. history of paper. Right. And, and then like at some point... And I had this written down at one time, but the composition notebook come along. That's really right. not a pocket notebook. No, it's not. It's not. It's and a good so, thing. But. but the thing is, if you look at the history, they actually had what you what might consider pocket notebooks as early as like 13th, 14th century. Um, but they were making them themselves. And it was actually like you'd take that netiquette class, right? Like how to rule out paper and make your own notebooks and buy, All right. bind them and stuff like that. So That's pretty cool. But. I don't know when people, the first person who mass produced a pocket notebook, that's kind of hard to find out there. Yeah, I didn't find anything much on it. One of the brands we're going to mention later, I know they've been pay, making paper for a long time, two, three hundred years or more, but I don't know about the notebook. So, so anyway, right, obviously, though, documentation is an important thing in history. Absolutely. And the pocket notebook can help you document your life. But the thing you may be asking, John, 
why I use it today. Because I have this little thing in my pocket called a smartphone. Right? Smartphone, yeah. And I can document my life in a lot of different ways with you my can. smartphone. You can. And I do that on uh, on some things, yeah. but not all things. So what's some of the different ways you can document your life on your smartphone? Well, I have found, although I generally like writing a journal out by hand, mm-hmm. I have found that for me, it's been very helpful to do that on the phone, strangely enough, yeah. because what it does is it brings up a certain day for each of the last three or four years. So I can kind of see what I was thinking on that day or if there's uh, something spiritual going on or something with my family or some event. So I found just the handiness of kind of cross-referencing and looking back, that has been nice for me. Yeah, that's good. Um, But I guess that's the main thing I would document on on the phone. Other people, they they document on Facebook. They document through just their photos, taking pictures of trips, you know. Um, Like you said, checklists, you know, to-do lists, notebooks, just... All kinds of ways you can use a smartphone. That's that's for sure. I mean, it is very convenient, right? Right. But there is reasons to use a pocket notebook too, pen and paper as well. So certainly, let's let's dive into some of that. All right. So let me ask you something. When you start typing in something in your phone, how concerned are you that you'll write down the wrong thing, or maybe you won't convey your thoughts as you intended to? How concerned are you when you're like typing in your digital? Notebook. Yeah, I'm a little more focused on that, I think. You are more more than the average person, is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. But a lot of people just blurb it in, and I do that sometimes, and you read it back later, and you're like, what does that say? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, that word's not correct. Where did that come from? Right. And so I think that's that's where the problem lies, right? It's like, you know, you, you start typing in because you know that you can go back easy. You can delete it. Right, you can. Easily. And so you kind of just start typing some thoughts, right? And then if you don't like that, you can kind of go back and do it again. Exactly. You know, that is a different approach to how you would write in a pocket notebook. Is it not, John? Well, it is. But there are so many things you can write in it. So that depends what you're writing. If you're working on, um, you know, a paragraph or a poem or a, a little uh, something for a book you're writing, I think you're going to be a little more thoughtful in that and not likely to just come back and scratch it all out. Yeah, because you do have limited space. You have right? limited space. And so you, you actually have a little more contemplation about what you're going I to definitely find myself being more thoughtful yeah. about what I'm putting in there. And so I think that's one of the benefits of the pocket notebook. I have noticed that when I write something down in a pocket notebook versus something in my phone, I may actually remember it without even having to go back and look at well, it. Well, and I see that's the point. People, I read a quote that was really neat. It's like, hey, why are you writing something in your notebook to remember later? He said, well, the act of writing has a certain remembrance built into it. Yeah. So I'm actually writing it to remember it now. Absolutely. And Not people, later. people know that when you're writing something down that you're you're paying attention, right? You're paying attention to what's around you, what exactly. you're doing, the act of it. I mean, so much so that like when I... Like I, you know, in in different meetings that I have, I might take notes, and I may never refer back to those notes at all. But what what am I actually doing? I'm making sure I'm paying attention. Exactly, because I have a hard time paying attention sometimes. And on my phone, it's actually the it's opposite. easily to get, it's easy to get distracted too. Let's say Very you're typing much. that note in, and all of a sudden some notification, notification some email, yeah. some Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Yeah. Something email pops up there, and now, oh, well, hang on, let me do that. You're in a boring you're meeting, and and, and you know you hadn't read your book in a while. Or, or the games are calling your name, and they're right there. Right. Whereas you have a notebook. Now, doodling may become a problem, Doodling's obviously. All right. But the thing is, <laughs> is, you probably could still pay attention a little better doodling than you could playing right. a game on your phone or something like exactly. that. Exactly. 
But so it makes you pay attention. It gets you in a different mindset. And well, I think it definitely that's kind anchors of me in the moment. I found myself one thing I do with with one of my notebooks. We'll talk more about later which one I use and stuff. Is something called creating word pools. So as a word person, I collect words sometimes. Like, what do we see on the table? Uh, microphone, paper, pen, phonograph, LP, album. Just look around. What I found my find myself collecting verbs, collecting nouns, collecting colors. When I do that, when I'm actually collect, the point of that being later, something's going to be written. Like yeah. maybe something sparks in my mind, and so when I'm collecting those words, I become very aware of my environment, yeah, and my surroundings, right. And I'm starting to really look at where instead of just kind of letting the letting the room around you kind of disappear, and you're just lost in some blaze of stupid thoughts going on in your head. Yeah, it helps me anchor in the moment of what I'm doing. Right, I think so. I think you're just in a totally different mindset. Mindfulness, Keith. That's yeah, a good absolutely. bud word for everybody. It helps you to be mindful of that moment of what you're doing when you're writing that. Yeah. So, right? it, you know, I think it, it makes you think about what you want to say. You right. Know, instead of just starting to say something, oh, I don't like that, I don't and do something else, you know, you're really having to contemplate what you want to say. And because you were thinking about it so much, you right. may actually remember it without ever having to refer back to exactly. your notebook. And so it's, it's just a... Uh, it just puts you in that different mindset. So. And a lot of people like use it. the pocket notebook just as a first line, mm-hmm. like Jefferson. You know, you get those basic ideas down. Let's say you're sitting in a meeting, you're sitting somewhere, and I get this brilliant idea for a song, or you get a brilliant business idea. Well, instead of having to roll that around in your head all day, to remember it, you jot it down real quick, boom, it's off the paper, it's good, now I can go on to the next. I can compartmentalize that and go on to the next thing. Right. And then I can come check back later, and if I've taken down a phone number or I've made a note from a book or I've done this, then I can move that to the appropriate place later. Yeah. Maybe I heard that book, so now I'm going to go on Amazon and look for this book or right, I need yeah. to put this quote down in this other thing I use. And the more I use it, really, the more I want to use it. It's kind of like, you know, I, I feel like I want to do even more documentation. It's not right. like, oh, I, I over-document it. It's like, no, right. I mean, I, <laughs> I can find places where I think I could have even done better, you know. Like, I'll forget somebody's name or something like that. I'm like, why didn't I write that down? You know, why didn't I put that somewhere? Right. Yeah, so um, so there's other reasons that writing things down may be beneficial in the long term. Um, a lot of times, John, you know, I know you studied a lot about different wars and stuff like that. The Vietnam War was one you were studying on real big. Um, right. World War II, different wars. Where do they get a lot of their information from? Well... First-person sources, and if it's a book specifically about, uh, you know, a soldier in the field during a certain time, it usually comes from some little journal they kept while they were out in the field. Yeah. You know, that's what gives them enough to remember back to really make that story vivid so they can use that as a storytelling uh, help, Absolutely. basically. So, like, yeah, little field journals and also letters they write back home. Right. It's written word. You know, those things survive. They tend to survive a long time. People keep them. And that's the thing. If you've got a good waterproof pen mm-hmm. on a good quality paper or a good hard pencil, it's going to last as long as the paper does. Yeah. You know, you may have some of your stuff saved in the cloud, but there's some apps that don't do that. So you had a bunch of notes exactly. down and your phone croaks out on you. Yeah. You know, you may have lost a bunch of stuff all and the same. So, yeah, some of them are not even set up to, to save in the cloud. But even right. if you save it in the cloud, that's saved somewhere, right? right? I mean, if you're talking about some event in history happening where the grid goes down, who knows if that's going to be recovered or something, you know? Whereas, you know, some people worry that we may be living in like a, a informational dark age right now, 
You get what I'm saying? Even though there's so much information, if something happened, if something happened to the storage yeah, devices, then per se, they, they could just be gone forever. And um, so, like, where absolutely, you might could pull paper, you know, out of a crack or crevice somewhere and see what somebody was thinking. If it's gone forever, it's gone forever. Keith, you know what we've got right now? What's that? Some breaking news. All right, Keith, tell them about Patreon. Well, we are on Patreon now, and let me tell the listeners why we're on Patreon versus putting ads on this podcast. Because we want you, the listener, to be the customer, not the product. You see, if we sell ads on here, you're the product, and we're doing this podcast for the ad the advertisers. Right. But we want to do this podcast. We want to create content for you. Absolutely. So if you like our content, we just really appreciate it. If you would give us some support, you can support us as little as $1.99 a month and you get Absolutely. early access to episodes with that. There's a four ninety nine dollars a month tier. You can get early episodes plus bonus episodes plus a few other little things. And then the nine ninety nine tier, you get all that stuff plus some Six Flags Over Georgia discounts and some other things as well. And so... Um, we, we want to just continue to do this for you guys, so we right. just we just ask if you would uh, just go over there to www.patreon.com slash flumadiddle. That's one M, not two, because two, two is, is a, a dessert, Keith. Yes. And just know this, in the coming months, there's going to be more and more exclusive content on Patreon. So Absolutely. get in and help us out and help us to be able to have the time to create that content. Yes. Now, Keith... Back to our regularly scheduled <laughs> broadcast. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. So anyway, we don't want to live in a dark age of information, right? Not so, for ourselves, anyway. Yeah, maybe document that. It may be something that even like your kids or grandkids would value someday, seeing your written word down. Oh, absolutely. No doubt about it. I, that one guy talked about that. that he found his... Uh, grandmother's old notebooks. Yeah. Said she had a, a knack for like putting what the weather was each day or... Just the thought that in the future somebody read your thoughts or words and, you know, we've both got sons, you know, that they could look back and see that and maybe get something out of it. That'd be kind of neat. So let's go into first some of the people in history, John, that that used pocket notebooks. I mean, it's always good to get inspiration from others. Absolutely. You mentioned a few of them. So Mark Twain. Yeah, Mark Twain. You know, it'd be kind of obvious why he might have used a pocket notebook, right? He was a writer. You would think that at first, but at first... The main point was that he was becoming a captain of a, a steamboat. Oh, okay. And the guy kept getting tired of him, forgetting the stuff that he taught him. Yeah. So he's like, here, here's a notebook. Write this stuff down. All right. So you would think that he would only put like uh, author stuff in there, right? Things about like his new books or whatever. Right. Um, but I mean, you look at some of the notes that he had, he actually was calculating uh, light years, like how many miles is a light year? And you kind of see at the bottom, he's like, from one star to the next, it's uh, eight light years away. You know, and it's like, why is he calculating that stuff? It may have been for a book. I don't know, but I Who think knows, he just man. like just had some thoughts, wanted to know, exactly. and started writing down. Just which putting is them out there, man. Uh, George Patton was another one. You know, he he wrote down a lot of quotes, inspirations, and also like obviously, you know, military strategies and right. stuff like that. Um, Thomas Jefferson wrote a lot in a pocket notebook. He he did things, uh, he would like take uh, weather measurements and things about like gardening and stuff like that. Um, who else, John? George Lucas, Keith, yeah. our good old Star Wars fella. You know, um, he confined himself for eight hours a day to his writing room, only knocking off for Walter Cronkite's evening news. But he carried that notebook with him, taking down ideas, word, plot ideas. 
yeah. as a creative device, there's no doubt that's a big thing for people. That's a yeah. big thing for me. And as him well. still being alive, I'd like to know if he still uses one or if he's went to digital. But I imagine he probably still uses one. Most people who use them for a while continue to they use continue them. to use them. Yeah, even if you use your phone, there's things that just the technology doesn't get it. Like you know what? Nobody ever asked you, Keith, if they could look at your MP3 collection. Right. But somebody might ask you if they could look at that big album collection behind you. Right. I yeah. mean, flipping through, there's just something about having that physical analog thing. Yeah, whether I agree. it's an album yeah. or a real book or a notebook. And probably um, the next one is like, I'm going to skip the one you're looking at, but the next one is uh, if you had to think of one person who would carry around a pocket notebook, it would probably be this cat right here. Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. I mean, you know, Benjamin Franklin, right? You know, he, he, uh, would write, he committed himself to personal improvement program consistent of living 13 virtues, and so he would keep track of that in his notebook. Right. But he kept a lot of different notebooks. Um, another inventor was, um, well, there's businessmen too, but another inventor was Thomas Edison. He's an inventor oh, yeah, and a businessman. Yeah, he kept a lot of notebooks. Um, I saw somewhere I, that he may have used it. Up to five million sheets of paper in his lifetime. Yeah, it's crazy. People said all his ideas, invention ideas, drawings, all kinds of stuff. And right there with him, you know, is uh, Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci. He would write a lot down, too. And I like looking at their notebooks because, you know, it's not confi confined just to text, John. You'd see a lot of illustrations. Oh, yeah. Know? Illustrations, doodling, drawing mm -hmm. ideas. Another more modern one is Larry David. You know who that is? I know that name, Keith. So he uh, is the creator of Seinfeld. Oh, okay. So he would uh, he would write down a lot of ideas for his show on there, which makes a lot of sense. And so you got all these guys uh, who are throughout history have kept notebooks, and another one, uh, Richard Branson's a more recent one. Yeah, I know Ricardo. Yeah, you know him personally. Well, we go way back. Do back to our days in England. I need to have him on the show then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> see if I can get a hold of his people. Yeah. So anyway, you see throughout history these men using notebooks, and these are very successful men. And actually, one of them that was on there was Rockefeller. He actually would use it kind of as a intimidation method. You know, he's going into his different places of business. He's pulling out that notebook, notebook, taking notes, you know. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. oh, what's he writing in his notebook? And Keith, just know I'm sure there's lots of awesome women throughout the years who have used the pocket notebook too. Oh, yeah. But absolutely. just our studies just, you know, led us in a certain direction, right. being the guys that we are. Yeah. But, I, you know, I have I think of my mom with a pocket notebook she always had. Now, I prefer, we'll talk a little more later, the 24-page ones that, you know, 48 front and back, staples. Yeah, well, we can go ahead and get into as, that. Okay, what, well, let's do that, Keith. Well, let's uh, let's just dive in since we apparently just did. <laughs> See, my mom had the old traditional kind of little top-bound, spiral-bound yes, uh, notebook, and she had the old Bic pen back in the day that had like four colors in it. Oh, yeah. Red, yeah. blue, black, those. something, yeah. green. And she would write in her little notebook and put it in her pocket. And, you know, I never really thought much about that, but maybe that's kind of where some of my interest came from. Yeah, maybe. But I more prefer, I think they're a little they're a little more heavy duty. Um, we'll get in some brands later, but the kind I'm talking about, usually about 24 pages, 48 front and back. Right. And they're stapled. Yes. Instead of spiral. So they're easy to throw in a shirt pocket, throw in a hip pocket of your pants. Yeah. They'll kind of take the form of your gluteus of maximus your, there of your bun, bun yeah as you go they'll fold but they just open right up yeah i could see great. a spiral one being hard to put like in your back pocket oh very much so um now 
you know, you do see like journalists and stuff who use them to put them like in their coat pocket or something. Right. But I would think that you'd need to put that in your coat pocket. You yeah, the spiral. I'm just not big on the spiral. Yeah. I'm so going um, with the, the uh, stapled. I'm new to the notebook, fairly new, because a good friend of mine, John Guthrie, gave me one All for right. my birthday um, last year. Yes, I did. And um, so anyway... He, he John knows me, and he knows I like to geek out on organizational stuff, right. organizing and stuff like that. <laughs> there you go. And so this was an organizational tool, so it was like the perfect gift. And uh, I fell in love with it, and I write in it on a regular basis. I write in it probably a few times a week, you know. Right. And um, so w- there's different ways you can organize them. I have my certain way, John. Do you right. want to get into that, or you want to go into the brands? Well, let, we can talk a little bit about what we do. Okay. I do something a little different. Because the one that I like, we'll, I'll talk about the brand. It's, it's, I use two different ones. But the Rhodia is a little smaller, and that's R-H-O-D-I-A. It's a French brand, and it is some of the best paper, some of the heaviest paper. And if you write on that with the appropriate pen, I've had that thing go through the washing machine and come out just fine. Wow, that's it, crazy. It didn't smear. It didn't do anything. It looked just as good. Paper's cleaner than ever. Yeah, that's, so that's crazy. I like to actually turn it sideways. Mm-hmm. Instead of writing on one little individual page, yeah, I've seen and that. I open it up so it's now sideways and it's one big page, and yeah. I put a margin down the side so I can just a little small margin so I can date and maybe put a little note like words or spiritual or. Now you may or, have mentioned this. Does that one have the grid lines on it? It has graph lines. Graph lines, yes. right? Okay. And so another brand that you like, John, is the one that you got me, which is the Claire Fontaine. Yeah, it's a little bit bigger. It's kind of like a three and a half by five and a half. Yeah, and I like it. It doesn't have the um, graph lines. It has just the ruled lines. And on it, I do write the normal direction. Okay. Like I actually write, I use it more for like song ideas, poem ideas. And so you can um, you can organize these however you want to. Um a lot of people organize them different ways. One thing I do suggest is an index. Yeah, that's handy. It is handy. And uh, so just kind of on the back couple pages, or you can use the cover, the back cover. Right. Just write out your page numbers, and then as you write stuff in them, you can write down like what's on those pages later on. It'd be easy to find what you're looking for. Exactly. Um, I think it was old Ralph Waldo Emerson. It talked about he had over 400 notebooks, and they had so much stuff piled in them that he had to create massive indexes to find anything. Yeah. So it's actually easier if you do that. Do on that the front end. With, yeah. yeah. And so I organized mine like this. I have three sections. I use paper clips to um, determine the section there, and I did three different things, organization, observation, and innovation. I like it, Keith. Say that again, please. Organization. Yeah. Observation. Uh Uh-huh. And innovation. That's going to be our word for the day, Keith. We're hoping to innovate people's lives by encouraging them to use the pocket notebook. So the word for the day is innovation. innovation. So like in the organization, obviously, I mean, that's kind of self-explanatory. It would be like when I'm trying to organize different things, like for instance, me and John's got a video coming up and um, that we're going to try to film this year. And so I got like that written out, props, location, date, time, the editing, different things about that. Right. Observation, that is things I just observe from whatever. It may be from a Bible study I'm doing. It may be from a podcast. It may be from books I'm reading. It may even be from a dream I had or from church or whatever. Right. Um, so like I can just give you an example from the latest entry into my observation. All right. I quoted, I said, I put this quote in here. Will you attend to the details? 
Will you attend to the details? All right. I like it, Key. And I put that that is a phrase for delegation. And then I put that I saw it in the HBO series Warrior. And I put the date, 21921. So it's just a few days ago from this okay. recording. I like it. And the reason why is it just stood out to me as something you may need to remember if you're a leader. Is like you don't actually have to always do all the details. You need to learn how to delegate to other people. And so that's a good phrase, a phrase, a good phrase, a good phrase. of delegation to say to someone, "Hey, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this." So and so, can you can you see to the details? It's a good phrase of delegation, right? Um, and then the last section, the innovation. That's where I might put something like you know, random ideas about like uh, you know inventions and stuff like that. Just being innovative. All right. Things I'd like to accomplish. We've got some flummadiddle innovations in the pipeline. We, we won't talk that about that on the podcast today, but so I, so I might put in there, there something about how we're going to create Flumma World someday, and it's going to be bigger than Disney World. That's and, awesome, dude. You know, and and start to ride out some of the aspects of what Flumma World is going to look like in my little handy dandy pocket notebook right there. Absolutely, man. So, what's some of the ways you use your? Well, show? I used to use it differently now since i do kind of the journaling on the phone i might actually write down more of my thoughts about a thing in a pocket notebook but now i found a certain app yeah that i like to do that with like i said because of the simple ability to tag and cross-reference yeah so but uh, now it's not uncommon for me to write quick thoughts quick quotes if i hear them Um, i often i mentioned earlier the word pool thing for me i use it primarily as a creative outlet, so as a word collection device. And then another one, like I said, I may work on song ideas. Yeah. Now, there's some bigger notebooks where I keep, uh, like, maybe studio logs. Like, if we're recording or doing something for Flumadiddle, there's times when I'm learning that I'll keep some of that in a bigger notebook. For the But the pocket notebook for me is primarily a creative tool. Yeah. And that's what I've noticed about mine is that I don't I don't use it for everything. Right. I have other notebooks that are bigger. And if I was studying, let's say for instance, I was studying for uh, podcasts. You know, and I was taking you want notes. a little extra space, man. Yeah, I want a little extra space to put notes in there for that. Or if I was like trying to do a uh, what you call a takeaway from a book that I read. Well, it might take several pocket notebook pages, you know. Right, so sure. I might just get my flummoted old notebook out and write a takeaway from that book, you know. Right. Yeah. Because it's makes just sense. more space, you know. But for a quote, absolutely fantastic. You know, if you're going um if you're somewhere and you need to write down some idea that you had. Exactly. Fantastic, you know. And so the point is, John though, is for our listeners out there, you're thinking, how does this benefit me? It could be a life-changing device for you, man. It could be a tool for you because Absolutely. you're actually contemplating more about your ideas, your thoughts, the things that you would like to accomplish in your life. So instead of getting bogged down with the details of like, what would I do with one, just go get one. Just go get it. I mean, it, how the, much is it, John? Like all right, well, let's talk about some of the brands real quick. Yeah. The Some of the big brands that these are easier to find here local would be like your Field Notes brand. Yeah, field you can notes get that like at Academy. Mm-hmm. You can get them at Amazon. They're a little cheaper than the ones we've used here, but not by much. The little Rhodia notebook, they're the more, more expensive. It's like 
four dollars and fifty cents, four seventy five, almost five yeah. bucks for this one little notebook. But don't forget that you washed it, and I washed it, it. Saved everything. Saved everything. Still, yeah. The paper is wonderful. I've written on it with everything from fountain pens. Yeah. To I, let's just throw that in there too. You need a good pen. Yeah. Pick out a pen. You don't want a dud pen. Right. I mean, if you're gonna make it where you're gonna take the time and effort to write in your notebook. Spend two to five bucks on a decent pen. Yeah. I prefer the Uniball Signo Micro 207 or the 0.7 millimeter 207. Okay. They're waterproof. They're super... I, I don't know, honestly, if they're gel or... No, they're gel. I was going to say a rollerball. Yeah. I think they're gel. So anyway, they're what I prefer, though. And they're awesome. They're cheap. I bought 12 of them on Amazon for like... 12 or 15 bucks. And I use just an OptiFlow from Staples, which is a gel pen, and it's fine point. But this notebook that you bought me, the gel does not bleed through. No, that's yeah. what I was going to say mm -hmm. with that, um, with the Rhodia. It's some super heavyweight paper. I mean, we're talking maybe 60 to 100 weight paper. Yeah. So it's there. It's not going to bleed through. I've written with a fountain pen on both sides. And, and you, you can, can experiment with that. If you get a notebook and you just buy a notebook somewhere and gel does bleed through then maybe just switch pens you know and switch notebooks yeah yeah because you got a crappy notebook yeah that's true yeah but so the rhodia i like them a lot it's like three and a half by four and three quarters mm -hmm. it's a little smaller but it's super nice the clairefontaines are a little bigger they've been making paper for like two or three hundred years a lot of people like i said like field notes um those are three good ones for sure that'll get you started I think I got uh, mine and Keith's Clairefontaine's. You can get like three of them for ten or twelve bucks. I think I got a deal where I got found three for like seven bucks. Yeah. in one place. So I mean, it's not terribly expensive. They're not expensive. Yeah, they're not. And you don't have to just write serious stuff or creative stuff. A lot of people do like them to do their ch checklist and grocery list. Like, rather yeah. than having to piddle through a phone, make you a quick grocery list. Absolutely. Do whatever list, you want to do like with that, it. Yeah. Find your own thing, and that, you know, you mentioned earlier, you can use it for everything, Keith. Right. You don't have to get umpteen different apps to do a journaling thing, to do a this, to doodle around. You can draw, you can doodle, you can do whatever the heck you want with it. Yeah. And there's uh, other benefits too. Like uh, one thing people are concerned about a lot with digital is like our, let's just say our spelling ability, John, or our vocabulary ability. Right. Oh, um, yeah. So like, you know, with the autocomplete on your phone, we're forgetting how to spell in a lot of cases, but when you're putting pen to paper, you got to think about it. You, you may actually, it. if you're out of practice because you've been using your phone so much, you may actually have to start Googling some words, you know, like I don't remember how to spell that, you know, but that actually creates those pathways in your brain, right? And it helps. Right. And, and I'm telling you, there's studies into dementia and stuff about this kind of oh, stuff. Oh, absolutely. So, um, so starting a good writing yeah. thing, I tell you an easy way to interject it. If you don't, uh, if you don't, if you don't know any other way to use it, I'll tell you the quick way to do it. Start this week if you have your own quiet time, whatever that looks for you, prayer time, meditation time. Uh, take just a few minutes after that time to jot down any any thoughts or impressions that might come to you. Yeah, it's kind of just a little spiritual insight into what's going on in your life. Right, and do use it for nothing but that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, whatever. Find your thing. Yeah. All right, Keith. But I, found I believe my thing. in the handy pan, the handy dandy pocket the notebook. The handy dandy pocket notebook and a good pen. And we like to share things on Flumadilla. We feel like will be value to the uh, consumer out there. And the the Flumadilla out there about the handy dandy pocket notebook is that you don't need it, you know, because right. you have your phone. And that is Flumadilla. We just that busted through that today. Flum. We I busted mean, it. You you might can prevent your dementia someday exactly by using this thing. 
but you, you can help your spelling. You can help you remember things. Help yourself stay, stay focused. Yeah, and there's just something to it about the ritualistic practice of writing. There it, is. It's actually like a sense of meditation almost. Yeah, it I is. mean, it there is. is a, it is. It does it's have relaxing. a contemplative, relaxing feel to it. It does. Keith. So y'all give it a try and let us know what you think. You know, after after you had a little notebook for a while, you can you can email us at uh, doyouflummediddle at gmail.com and let us know. Say, hey, you changed my life, Keith and John, with the handy dandy exactly. pocket notebook. And please email us. If you think hand- notebooks are stupid, send us an email and tell us that too. Yeah. We'll prove you wrong right here on the next podcast. Absolutely. And so that's something, um, one of my new favorite podcasts, he gets a lot of email stuff and he talks a lot about the email. So if you send us an email this week, yeah, we will definitely talk about it Absolutely. on the next podcast. Yeah, and even if you're wrong, we're okay with people. We're okay. Yeah. We're okay. All right, well, I've been John. And I've been Keith. And we will talk to you guys soon. Grace and peace. God bless.